I'm very excited to share this recording with you guys, which happened at our conference, sasopen.com, with over 100 speakers, all founders of B2B SaaS companies. We have a very high bar for what speakers share on stage, so you're going to enjoy this episode where we dive deep into revenue graphs, real tactics, and real growth metrics. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. I always like to better understand who it is that's talking to see if it'll be of interest to me. You know, are they at 500K error? Are they at a billion? Whatever. So I'm going to start with our obligatory up and to the right graph. So we're at about 14 million ARR now. I've been doing this for seven and a half years. We've got 105 staff and we're a little unique. We're in 25 states and 15 countries. We've been remote since we started. We have a big, well, I guess it's all relative, 18 million debt facility, 14 of which we've drawn so far. But we have no board, it's just me. Uh, We have no VC. And we plan to be break even, well, 23 is not, it's the end of 2022, it's our fiscal 23, so soon. So over the next 20 minutes, I want to cover product market fit. And then once you have that, going a bit wider, and then growing your ACV based upon this. So uh, we're a pretty open company, so I'm going to have a lot of pretty open metrics during this. I hope you find that interesting. So the first thing is finding focus and how we went about this. So we sell apps on the salesforce.com app exchange in the payments and events uh, realm. And we initially thought, okay, we're selling infrastructure, it's payments and events, anybody will buy this thing. Well, what we did is over time, we looked at all of the leads that were coming in and we saw most of them were from higher ed and nonprofit. And at the time we had no go-to-market, and I thought go-to-market was like this baloney term, but this is a real thing uh, for sales and marketing teams to really focus on. So what we did was that we flipped it over and we ended up focusing on higher ed and nonprofit. So with Salesforce, I asked, hey, you know, what are your metrics on higher ed and nonprofit? You can see some of them are quite small, uh, but a lot of them are quite big. So we didn't want to sell two, three, four, 5K subscriptions. We wanted to do 50K, 100K plus space subscriptions. So we had to go up market and find out where these uh, different customers were. Same thing with nonprofit. Uh, turns out a lot of nonprofits have really a lot of money and they have very sophisticated requirements. You can't just sell something really basic and they really need a lot of time. So there's a lot of uh, business there in nonprofits, which I never really understood, and it turned out being uh, quite lucrative. So in order to figure out what it is that we wanted to do, uh, we started with two products to do payments and events on the Salesforce platform. We ended up building nine uh, products, which I really don't advise you to do. And over four years, from about mid-2015 till early 2019, I just one by one made products and killed them. And we initially had a form builder, which we called Blackthorn Documents, which had a lot of competition from Conga and Drawloop, and it turns out that this just didn't work. Uh, we had a big customer portal, 
where if you're familiar with Google App Maker before they killed it, it was a multi-tenant data normalizing portal where you could build stuff like uh, contextual declarative. This is too many words, and no one understood what the heck we were doing, and it wasn't solving any problems. Then there was our billing app, where Salesforce uh, had Steelbrick, which had to invoice it, or invoice IT. And then that thing got really popular. Stripe released Stripe billing. And we're like, OK, we need to kill this thing. And then we were going to do an e-commerce app, and Salesforce bought Cloud Craze. So you know, all these things didn't work. So uh, what we did is we wound it down. So we initially were funding a lot of the business from professional services. You can see over the first few years, we were doing about a million a year of ProServe. That was paying for about 10 of us to work there. And we had a few apps that we later killed. So a lot of our payments customers were nonprofits. They said, hey, give us a donations app. This thing doesn't work for us. We built it. And, and uh, unlike Field of Dreams, uh, they, they, they came, but they didn't come uh, because no one wanted to pay for this thing. So if you have to have a, a go-to-market cadence where you're selling a 3K product, you can't scale your company. So we killed our donations app. We killed our billing app, our document link, our connect app. And then we focused just on events and payments. And some of our revenue comes from our Stripe revenue share, which I'll talk about. So this is our org chart. The reason I'm giving you some of this information is because there's a lot of things that I hate doing in the business. Uh, I really don't like selling and marketing and accounting and uh, uh, CS. And I, I don't really like doing any of these things. So I, I really like doing product and engineering. So what I did is I changed our org around. And I have just two people uh, that report to me, which is going to be a third once we find our CTO. So if you know someone, uh, we're hiring. Uh, but it's just going to be our COO, our director of product, and our CTO. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I don't really like managing people. Uh, I really like working with the product. So I took uh, two devs that had been there for a long time, and I said, we're going to make some new stuff. So they formed like a little R&D team with me, and we're bringing new stuff to market, which is what I really enjoy. If any of you have been on your path for seven, eight, nine years, it gets kind of boring. Uh, so if you can change it up, or at least it did for me, if you could change it up or go back to what you wanted to do, like that's been very rewarding for me. So after we found our product market fit with nonprofits, higher ed, and payments and events, we then uh, said, how can we take this thing a bit further? So I surveyed some customers that I thought were of interest to us. And it was like 40 or 50 that I thought were our target. And I said, you know, what is it that you need? And one of them uh, that was of interest was a developer I knew who made this app called PCI-Fi. He said, let's partner. And I said, you know, why don't we just buy you guys? They were 130K ARR. We agreed on 850K purchase price. We did a down payment. We paid over two and a half years. I think we still have a few more payments left there. Uh, he went off on his merry way. He's like, I hate Salesforce. I never want to do this, but you can have our app. That's great. And uh, he was selling his app for like his biggest customer is 6K. The first deal we did, we didn't change the product at all. We just sold it for 60K, actually, because it's, just, founders don't know how to do pricing. And I'll get into that. Uh, so that ended up being pretty good. Uh, but then all of our hired and non-profit customer, uh, non customers, they wanted to send SMS. So I looked on the App Exchange and I thought, who can we buy? Because we don't need to actually build this thing. We can bolt it on where one of the benefits of all being on Salesforce is that stuff kind of all works together. It just doesn't exactly work that way, but sometimes you get lucky. So I tried some of the apps that looked appealing, and one of them was Texty. And all of our customers wanted the app, so instead of building, we didn't need to do the integration work, so I went, went for it. This was another single developer uh, company. Uh, so I reached out to Clint, and he wanted to sell. And this really helped us with our NRR. So they were at 550K ARR. I said, hey, you know, what do you guys want to sell this thing for? They said 6X. And I said, OK, that sounds fair. So it ended up being like three and a quarter uh, million. 
And so we did 1.2 million down payment. We didn't have the money to do this, so we actually funded it through debt. Uh, the, the other 2 million were to be paid over 24 months, which we paid over our own uh, cash flow. And they were going to be incrementing payments. So they started small, and then they grew with the size of our company, and they agreed with that. They ended up taking a senior position, and when we got a debt facility, they wanted to pay the whole thing off, so that was a little twist of events. Um, but we actually were able to buy this uh, through debt without dilution. So uh, something else that happened with product market fit is just to be weary of partnerships. So we tried to do a lot. We tried to integrate our payments app with two other app exchange apps, and that took a lot of time and resulted in no revenue. A lot of payment gateways reach out to us, but none of them were going to bring us any business. They just wanted to integrate us to say, hey, we're on Salesforce, but they weren't going to bring us anything, so we didn't do them. A lot of events applications, they, they have, there's so many things you can do with events. They all want to integrate. None of them wanted to bring us business, so we ended up not doing any of those. And then a lot of people, they all want to have contracts and conversations and technical integrations, and it, it never became anything. So the original thesis was to make a payments app on the Salesforce App Exchange that could integrate with Stripe. At the time, no one integrated with Stripe. Now, everybody knows Stripe. But we said, hey, why don't we have a revenue share? We'll push everyone your way. And now we're making uh, somewhere in the vicinity of like a million a year off of that partnership, where our customers don't get charged. Uh, uh, it's a pass-through of revenue from everything that's processed by Stripe, and it works like really quite well for everyone. And then our main source of leads is through system integrators. So. When you buy a big uh, enterprise system, there's all these integration partners that build stuff. They can bring the customers to you. So they'll say, hey, we need to do events or we need payments. They actually bring us the deals. That's like 75% of our leads that we have now. So some other stuff that we do with partnerships is uh, we give a fair bit of money away. So we do 1% of our revenue goes to Stripe Climate. Uh, I think this goes into my own personal interest, but part of our building of our company culture. We've given away 120K to date, and for a company that's not yet even break even, and maybe this is unique because we don't have a board or VC, so we can do this. But uh, it's been able to help the world a bit, and people can relate to it. We also do 3,000 a month to Watsi.org. They fund surgeries in developing countries for people that you know really need the help. And this, like these kind of concepts, they're not really politically charged or religion-based or something. So a lot of the team, like no matter where they're from, they can relate to them. And it just, it's been a nice benefit that everybody's gone for. So these are like off-to-the-side partnerships that have really helped the culture. Um, so in terms of what it is that we wanted to build, uh, Paul Graham uh, sort of says, you know, listen to your customers and what it is that they want to make, they're going to tell you. Uh, and that's true. Steve Jobs said, you know, if everybody said, uh, you know, give me a faster keyboard, I never would have ended up with the iPhone. But in the world of uh, enterprise B2B SaaS, just, just listen to them, they'll tell you what it is that they want. So we've more or less done that, and that's taken us down the right path of everything that people want to pay more money from. Uh, this is product board, and we just take everyone's information that comes in, we have an ideas portal, and we just aggregate it all into this one platform, it gets voted up, and then we assess what we want to do based upon effort and the revenue that we can bring in. So after you have all this stuff, uh, don't be afraid to raise your prices and tell the story and build the value. So um, founders suck uh, at pricing. Uh, everybody, almost everybody I've met undervalues their product, uh, particularly me. So they'll say like, oh, it only took me four months to make. Let's charge like 2,000 bucks. But this is not really how you're going to build a company. Uh, there's a big fear of losing a deal. So I discounted a lot. I don't come from an enterprise B2B sales background where I've sold $5 million deals or something. So it took me a while to, to figure this out. So what we did was we just kept raising prices. I heard a great talk from Madhavan Ramanujan. 
about how to do pricing and think about it. He worked with Segment to do their pricing where he said, raise the price when people tell you you're crazy, raise it again. When they say you're really crazy, you're almost there. When you say we're really crazy, we're never buying whatsoever, then you know that you found your price. And that's sort of what we did. Um, what we, what, just to give you some examples, our payments app is now two and a half times more expensive but the biggest customer we had for the longest time was 100K a year. We recently sold one that's a million a year for a really, really big deployment doing uh, mobile payments. Uh, our events app is now four times more expensive, but our average ARR was about 12K for the longest time. Uh, it's now up around 45K because we started to land a lot uh, bigger accounts because the application's grown a lot more sophisticated. We have a bigger team. It's really doing a lot. So as we've gone on, we've increased the, the pricing there. Uh, and just to give you an example of my insanity, I had 930 different prices that I looked in my Stripe product uh, price book over the first uh, three years. I had a unique price for every single customer. So basically the pricing just never scaled at all. Uh, so uh, this is George in Australia. I've never actually met George. Uh, I've been to Australia once, it wasn't then. And uh, I never even saw this booth, which was a really interesting uh, kind of concept about scaling. Uh, Stuart Butterfield said, I never understood the size of our company until I saw an ad in the newspaper I didn't know, even know we were running. I didn't even know we were going to do this. That was a whole other different kind of thing. Anyway, that's a tangent. Uh, so play with packaging. What we found is that within our target verticals of higher ed and nonprofit, they want to be told a story. They want to understand how to buy stuff from you. So once we had our ICP, our uh, ideal customer profile, whatever that thing stands for, we then could find out who it is that we were talking to, what it is that they wanted to buy. So we had multiple products, this payments, pay link, document link. No one knew what the heck all this stuff was. So we just combined it into one, and then we, we sold it as a story rather than as a feature, which was another big problem of founders, that they're technical. They just focus on the feature, not really the benefit. Uh, so then within Hired and Nonprofit, we then started to tell the story about how you need events and payments and messaging. So we painted this vision for them about how they can go down this road to buy all of our uh, products into this platform that people really want to then be able to, to use. You can buy from one vendor to get all this stuff instead of going to all these different places. We're launching a storefront app uh, next month which focuses on continuing and executive education as sort of like a Shopify for Salesforce. That idea only came out of listening to customers. Like We didn't magically come up with this idea, it just came from them. And we have just crazy demand for this thing. So some key takeaways. We have about 630 customers. We've processed about 3 billion bucks through the app, and we sent 31 million SMS messages, which is Twilio is the underlying technology here. And some, some big things I never really understood. Uh, it is far better to make a decision rather than making no decision. Uh, if you get stuck making no decision about what you want to do, it is way worse than making a wrong decision. Uh, kill your weak product lines. Uh, Kyle Porter sells off did some LinkedIn post about having a line that was making six to seven million ARR a year. And that's, that's like a lot of people's businesses. That was our business for a long time, and, and he just killed it, saying, I wanted to focus on this other thing that was doing really, really well. So we killed a whole bunch of stuff that was at 80K, 100K, 150K ARR to focus on where stuff really mattered, and now it's really working. Uh, you had to try stuff. I never would have bought the uh, Texty company if I hadn't bought PCI-Fi, because it was easier, it was uh, easier to finance, it was more structured. Try to hike the pricing. Uh, for me, it was very scary early on until I hired some salespeople who understood the markets, they knew how to tell the story, and then they helped me kind of understand how to hike the pricing. And 
try some partnerships. Uh, a lot of them won't really do anything, but some of them might actually be pretty awesome. But be quick to sort of like uh, abandon them. There's like the higher, slow, fire, fast kind of thing. For people, it's the same thing for partnerships. And listen to customers, especially if you're in B2B SaaS. Uh, they'll, they're just going to tell you, you know, what it is that you want to do. And sell your journey. Uh, the journey is you know, everything about telling your story and, and making this all happen. Uh, so a few things. We started out with this thesis of doing payments and events. And we kind of knew it was right. But we ended up buying us all this other stuff. So we went from two to nine apps and back to two. So just be weary of chasing shiny things. And once we had this focus, we then went a good bit wider. And then we started to grow our ACV. So if you have any questions, I'm Chris at blackthorn.io. I'm here in the city. If you have anything, uh, happy to help. Hope this was uh, helpful, enjoyable. Thanks.